Hi everyone, this is Mark, and welcome to another episode of the Mark Hastings Experience. And in this episode, uh, I'm going to be talking about uh, all things Quentin Tarantino. And I'm talking about going to be talking about Quentin Tarantino because at the moment I'm currently doing a uh, rewatch of some of Quentin Tarantino's movies. Um, don't ask me why. Uh, but for some reason, I just feel like um, re-watching some uh, of the best uh, movies ever made and some of the most complex um, storylines and narratives uh, ever put into um, uh, a motion picture, which, of course, Quentin Tarantino... The uh, the iconic uh, director, producer, and most importantly writer of his um, of his movies, and uh, yeah, I think my want to uh, rewatch um, some of his movies started when I uh, rewatched True Mo- True Romance, and. Um, I recorded uh, an episode of the podcast talking about True Romance, talking about how it was one of my favourite films, how I liked it, and then I uh, I listened to the, the audio commentary that uh, Quentin Tarantino did for True Romance, um, and um, True Romance was directed by Tony Scott, but it was written by Quentin Tarantino. And yeah, I I was listening to the audio commentary for the film, and I just got this. Um, I just got, um, I guess, entranced by his voice. He has such a, an iconic voice um, in person as well as in his in his films, and his dialogue is just so natural. It's so layered. Um, that it really does entice entice you. I mean, I have no problem. Some people have a problem with too much dialogue in a film, uh, but for me, uh, as um, someone who's a, a film buff who loves um, dialogue, and being a writer, I've written so many lines of dialogue myself. And when I hear exquisite writing and I see exquisite storytelling then um, I just can't get enough and Quentin Tarantino is one of the best um yeah so what was it a few months ago I watched uh Kill Bill volume one and I had forgotten how much I I love that film how um enjoyable it is how uh it's just, oh, just really doesn't take itself too seriously. It's a great revenge film, and Uma Thurman is just, you know, just amazing. And um, Uma Thurman with Quentin Tarantino, you know, what a what a great pairing. Um, and yeah, it's a great um, martial arts film, great revenge film, and of course, it's uh, Volume One. Of, uh, of a two-volume film. In fact, Kill Bill was one film split into two. 
and uh, and I'm definitely going to be watching Kill Bill Volume One again, and probably Kill Bill Volume Two uh, straight after this time because uh, um, I watched both of them uh, in succession um, the last time, and I did intend to uh, uh, do a an episode of the podcast about Kill Bill Volume 2, but I hesitated for some reason, don't ask me why, but I always intended to talk about it again at some point. But, yeah, just the other day I was watching True Romance, as I got the the, the, the Quentin Tarantino bug, and, um, and I have always been a fan of Quentin Tarantino's films, uh, I've always been a fan of them, but I haven't always understood them. And um, starting from uh, Reservoir Dogs, um, I've always I've always been a fan. But um, yeah, and I I absolutely love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which is uh, his ninth film, and I I've I've actually watched that um, several times now, and I can't get enough of it for me. It's one of those films that I enjoy from um, the first second to the last. It's one that I know I can just put on. I can just chill out. I can enjoy the characters, the setting, the dialogue. And it's just one of those films that I just feel at ease when I'm watching. I, I just It's just one of those, uh, one of those great, great films. And to me... I think it's, um, I mean, Quentin Tarantino has made so many great films and I'm a fan of all of them. But um, uh, I'd say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is, at the moment, would have to be my favourite of his films. Um, but I, I have a soft spot uh, for uh, Jackie Brown. And, uh, um, of course, I love the, the Kill Bill films. Um, but... Yeah, so I've actually just, um, after uh, watching True Romance, listening to the, the audio commentary, I uh, I uh, went back um, and watched uh, Inglorious Bastards, uh, the uh, the iconic uh, World War Two um, film that uh, tells a an alternate. Um, history to uh, the events of um, World War Two. Uh, such a great film. Um, stars uh, Christopher uh, Waltz, um, Christoph Waltz, sorry, uh, Brad Pitt, uh, Michael Fassbender, Eli Roth, Diane Kruger, uh, Daniel Brühl, um, uh, Melanie uh, Laurent, and uh, yeah. Just, just you know, again from the, the the first moment to the to the last, uh, it's captivates and uh, it's kind of um, strange that it because the the majority of the film is um, is not in English. Um, you know, it's in uh, either in French or in German, um, and it alternates be, between the the three languages, English, German. And French, um, but uh, yeah, it's a really, really great, really great film. Really enjoyed it. I love, 
just as I say, the dialogue, the details. It's one thing that I've learned about Quentin Tarantino's films over the years after rewatching them over and over again is that they are so laden with detail, so much continuity, so much detail, so much uh, love for storytelling, filmmaking, um, and um, genres. You know, every film, you could say, is an homage to uh, all of the the best genres of um, of cinema, whether it be revenge films, samurai films, uh, western films, heist films, um, gangster films, you know, it's, uh, he really just knows his stuff, he has such a, an, an encyclopedic, um, memory for, for films, and, but he, he's such a great writer, um, and I suppose it's because he's seen so many films that he's, He's able to just naturally know what what uh, what works and what doesn't, and his characters are just uh, uh, just yeah iconic, and um, and yeah just really really great. Um, yeah, so I, I started with um, Inglorious Bastards, and then I thought, you know what, I want to go all the way back to the beginning. So I unearthed, um, I don't know how, um, my box set of, uh, the, uh, the first five films of Quentin Tarantino, uh, got, uh, put aside, but I found them, and, uh, um, today I watched, uh, Where's Wild Dogs, uh, for the first time in a long time, and, oh, what a, what a film, and for a, the first film of a director, as it was for Quentin, what a f- what a film! I mean, you know, and the way that he uses music, and the dialogue that he writes is like it has its own melody, its own music to it, its own musicality. Um, yeah, it just draws you in. But you know, everything about that film is just uh, it's just amazing, and that you know, from beginning to end, to from the the, the 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 scene at the um at the uh the cafe uh table to the last scene the the mexican standoff you could call it in the warehouse um yeah and then i uh just uh finished watching pulp fiction again um and that pulp fiction and reservoir dogs are two films that really um switch it up with um uh narrative storyline uh storytelling um then there's the scenes that you see they're not shown in chronological order you kind of have to make sense of it in your in your head uh where all the different pieces uh, match up chronologically uh but you don't really need to do that but um yeah i think in uh previous viewings of Pulp Fiction. I was always thinking to myself, oh, "Hang on, if that put he died, but he's hang on, he's alive in the next scene, and she um, does she recognise him? You know, wh- where's the start and where's the end?" And um, you know, I heard uh, to some uh, a reviewer actually um, 
described the the storyline of Pulp Fiction as like a, a Mobius strip where it's just a, an infinite loop in a way. But um, yeah, upon uh, repeated viewings, I, I can definitely tell you where the beginning, where the end is. Um, but of course, I needed some help along the way. Uh, I've done um, research as um, some other um, ardent uh, Quentin Tarantino fans have done and uh, to, to, to actually uh, analyse and uh, really dig dig down into the uh, into the details of uh, of the film but it is so complex it's complex uh, and it has all of these these different narratives these different storylines all converging but uh, that's the beauty of it but it, it all seems so effortless but it's so complex and I'm sure when it was being made uh, it was uh, it was a great um, a great um, ordeal, but a, a fulfilling one. Um, so yeah, and I'm intending to uh, to continue my watch along. Um, I'm gonna uh, start by uh, rewatching uh, Jackie Brown again for the first time in a long time. Then I'm gonna carry on to. Uh, Kill Bill Volume 1, Kill Bill Volume 2, then uh, Death Proof, and uh, then hopefully um, watch The Hateful Eight and Django Unchained, and then um, probably watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood again for the 10th time at this point. And uh, yeah, can't wait. And why not, you know? Um, I'm thoroughly enjoying the the rewatch experience because, as I say, that the Quentin Tarantino he has such a gift, and it's something that's been remarked by uh, collaborators of his, uh, such as uh, Robert uh, Rodriguez, um, who uh, directed uh, From Dust Till Dawn, which Quentin Tarantino starred in, um, along with George Clooney. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, you know someone who loves the written word, the spoken word, and the the language of of cinema. I I just can't get enough of um, of Quentin Tarantino's um, lexicon, um, the language that he that he uses, the 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 the, the, the um, philosophy, the you know that some of his characters are so philosophical. You know, especially, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm just thinking of Jules in uh, uh, Pulp Fiction. You know, he goes, has um, a moment of clarity, as he puts it, you know, during which he believes that uh, he and uh, Vincent Vega, uh, played by um, John Travolta, have had a, uh, have been touched by uh, the divine. And uh, yeah, Samuel Jackson as as Jules is just, oh, just brilliant. And you know his iconic speech um, um, that that it, that he gives um, is uh, what is it Ezekiel? Uh, let me find it. But yeah. Um, Let's find the one. I get the get it right. But um, 
oh, the, 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 just there's so much to unpack, and that's why I I watch films and um, episodes of television over and over again because there is so much more to find, um, and there is definitely a, a reason for everything in in a in a script, especially a Quentin Tarantino script. Um, and in a Quentin Tarantino film, you know, the, the colors, the, um, you know, uh, the, the names of the, uh, of, uh, of, um, you know, uh, fast food restaurants and, you know, there is, there is just so, uh, so much to un- unpack and, um, that's why, um, for a film lover, you know, someone who who loves who loves films as much as I do. You know, you can't not look at uh, you can't not look and watch Quentin Tarantino film and not be in awe at um, at what he's doing. And he's, you know, some of the dialogue, some of the the images. Um, uh, oh, it's uh, yeah, Ezekiel twenty five seventeen. Which um, which uh, Jules uh, recites um, as a part of a, a ritual. It's a, Ezekiel twenty five seventeen is a uh, a passage from the Bible um, that uh, Jules recites uh, before he executes someone. You know the the, the famous uh, line: "The path of the righteous man is beset." On all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brother's. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Um, and he repeats that uh, that passage a um, couple of times at least um, in the film. And uh, yeah, um, just Samuel Jackson, just you know the the energy, just the 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 the. the the, the gravity of his of his performance is just uh yeah magnificent but yeah just um such a, it's a, and I, that's why when someone says when you ask someone uh how many times they've watched a particular film they say oh I've watched it once maybe twice and I'm like I've probably watched some of my favorite films five six seven times and um and why not because there is there is so much i get so much enjoyment out of watching out of watching films um and it's it's all down to, and some directors some filmmakers some storytellers are better than others um you know martin scorsese steven spielberg uh, Quentin Tarantino, Ridley Scott, they have this ability to, um, 
they have this natural gift to craft a story uh, within a film that gives you moments when you think, wow, that was just... I mean, along with their editors, of course, the editors on the films, which they always work closely with and also with the you know the writers of the script but you know the the, the director if the director doesn't have a vision um and doesn't know the characters and doesn't know the, the 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 beginning the middle the end and why things are the way that they are then you know a film can fall apart as can any story if it's author isn't familiar with every detail and why things are the way that they are just as Quentin Tarantino is he when he writes a script you can you know that everything that's in it is in there for a reason and that it all connects and uh what I like as well is that Quentin Tarantino likes to work with actors he's worked, who's worked with in the past and he also and casting them in different characters as different characters but he also likes to work with uh, people he's never worked with before and um but you know either way the the either way these actors obviously love and that you can tell i mean i, I was i was watching a, uh an interview that was on uh the inglorious bastards um blu-ray which during which uh brad pitt and quentin tarantino are being interviewed and you know Brad Pitt was just saying how how much he he you know he had been looking forward to working with Quentin Tarantino and uh, you know subsequently he would go on to work with him again he would star in Once Upon a Time in uh, in Hollywood um, as a as a Cliff uh, Booth um, um, but yeah you know. He, he, that, that you know they're obviously drawn to that they're, they're some of these actors they're they're at a point and even uh bruce willis in pulp fiction you know um when that came out you know the, these actors they want they and they know because they've worked with so many people so many directors in the past they know the difference between um several you know all the different filmmakers that there there are and there have been that they work with before and you hear them in in interviews saying how much they they can't get enough of them quentin tarantino's vision his dialogue and um just the way he can uh can craft a, a story and um and yeah you know i can understand that not all of quentin tarantino's films are for everybody not every scene within any when every film is going to be one that uh, is going to be one that you're going to say, oh, I'll look forward to watching that. Because, you know, there are several scenes when you wince while you're watching them or you're listening to them and you just think, oh, uh, uh, you know, I'm thinking of uh, when, um, when, um, um, Mr. Blonde uh, cuts off uh, the the cop's ear in the warehouse um, in 
whether our dogs or um, the you know the the iconic legendary scene um, when uh, in uh, Pulp Fiction when um, uh, Marcel Wallace is uh, in the back room with um, with um, Butch Bruce Willis's character and they are um, and Marcella Wallace Marcella Wallace is uh, being um, uh, abused he's being assaulted um, and you just watch it and you just think oh my god no um, but then you know Butch comes in he uh, saves the day saves uh, Marcella Wallace and um, you know uh, everything gets worked out but uh, yeah there are several you know there's some scenes where you just think oh my goodness but you keep watching them you watch them through your fingers sometimes maybe or maybe that's just me but still doesn't take away from the the enjoyment because the enjoyment the the complexity of the the, the storylines of the films just just um as i say keeps you coming back for more as well as the visuals the music i mean the soundtracks are like another character within the film they they carry you along the the songs on the the radio these iconic songs that um you know in, in other films would probably just be background music but to Quentin Tarantino he is so adept at his um at his choices you know he picks a song for a film he picks a, a soundtrack for a film um for a reason um deliberately and um it adds to the it is it's um it adds so much to the to the to the to the film and um yeah really just i just yeah i just wanted to to just really just talk about how much um how much respect I've got for Quentin Tarantino. How much of a fan I am of him, his films, and the way that he he cares so much about stories and films, and um, and you can see that so so much. He he and he loves working with actors. Um, he knows how lucky he is to be in the position he's in, you know, he even, there's even a scene, you know, where, uh, um, I think he was, uh, yeah, he was filming Inglorious Bastards, and, you know, behind the, the camera, he'd say, oh, we're going to go again, and why are we going to go again, because we love making movies, and, you know, and that, that's passion, that's, that is genuine passion, and I truly respect that, and I truly respect his filmmaking style, um, and um, just the, the genius of his imagination and his intellect and uh, his knowledge. And you know, he's uh, currently he has uh, written, produced, and directed nine films, 
and he's he has said on the record that he's only going to write and direct 10 films in his career and that's it um and it it remains to be seen when and what um his 10th and final film will be um but he's in no rush to make that apparently he's uh focusing on writing going to be focusing on writing books um focusing on becoming a dad you know he's become a um a father um very recently um but yeah he wants to go get into you know writing books um and yeah I, I, he 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 should i think i mean uh just earlier this year he released a uh once upon a time in hollywood uh, book, uh, a novel, which is kind of like a, a tie-in novel, as well as adds more um, context um, to some of the, the scenes um, in the, the film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Um, and yeah, I've got a copy of that, of course. Um, yeah, so whatever he wants to do, I think you know he's earned it and uh i'm always going to be a fan of his i'm going to i look forward but i'm also going to be sad to see whatever his um last film his 10th film will be um there was a rumor several years ago that he was possibly in line to write and direct uh, a star trek film which as a lifelong star trek fan that would be unbelievable it would be amazing and to um and to be honest i think that's the only genre that quentin tarantino hasn't made a film about which is science fiction um so to, to for him to write and direct a film um set in the star trek universe or in an offshoot universe or just some kind of science fiction film i think that would just be uh that would just be amazing because i can't uh think of um anyone who would be able to push the envelope uh of the of the genre of science fiction more so than uh quentin tarantino but uh yeah we'll we'll wait and see and you know what fingers crossed i hope he does make a star trek film because that would just be uh yeah mind-blowing but yeah, I'm always going to be a fan of his uh, for definite. And I'm, as I say, uh, thoroughly enjoying re-watching his films. And um, as always, I, I gain a deeper appreciation for the films the more that I watch them. And that's why I just I just can't get enough of watching, re-watching some of my favourite films, some of my favourite TV shows. Um, he was actually... He cameoed in, I think, two episodes of Alias um, several years ago, which I remember highly anticipating. And he also wrote and directed an episode of CSI um, uh, Las Vegas. Um, well, it was Crime Scene Investigators, I think, back, back then. But I remember watching that because... Even back then, I think it was what two thousand and five, maybe that was. But um, yeah, I've always just had this. Um, I've always been drawn to to his style um, of of 
um, filmmaking, writing, storytelling, and also just drawn to his passion. Because you can see when you when you watch him, you listen to him. Um, I recently, I think I watched, must have been a few weeks ago now, maybe a month ago, I watched him on uh, the Joe Rogan Experience podcast. And uh, yeah, you know, he was talking about um, the infamous scene in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood about... Um, uh, with the, that involved um, Bruce Lee uh, fighting uh, Cliff Booth in that, um, and uh, just it was just fascinating listening to you know one of my favorite directors talk about um, things that interest him and filmmaking and his films and uh, yeah, just brilliant. And that's why I always try to to seek out um, you know everything that um that he has to say um as i do with a lot of the directors that i uh, i'm a fan of because they they are such a fountain of of knowledge of filmmaking but just it's it's the story the story is is king and and, and i love that you know um that when the actors come onto the set a Quentin Tarantino film they refer to the the script as like it's the it's a bible you know they don't change anything no word of dialogue or anything like that because it is it's there for a reason every word every exclamation uh everything is is there and it's been intricately um imprinted into the, the script and into the story by Quentin Tarantino for a reason, and you you can't mess with that. And I truly respect that. Uh, and as someone who tries to make, tries to write stories that have depth, sometimes consciously or unconsciously, you know, and I see and uh, listen to the the, the dialogue uh, coming out of the mouths of Quentin Tarantino's characters. Uh, and and the set design and the amount the amount of you know intricacy um into the staging i mean you know everything from the iconic um dance with uh um you know um Uma Thurman and John Travolta in pulp fiction or the you know the as i say the mexican standoff in Reservoir Dogs, or just uh, in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the you know, um, every well every scene in that in that film, just there is so much to talk about, so much um, there for you to just feast your eyes upon and your ears. I mean, as I say, there is some uh, incredible cinematography, incredible. Um, yeah, just detail, depth, and um, yeah, I could talk about them. He's Quentin Tarantino's films all day long, as I'm sure others could. Um, but I just, yeah, he really knows what he's doing. He knows how good he is, and I, I like that. I like the fact that he knows how good his stories are. He knows how good his characters are. He knows how popular he is, he knows that, and that's why 
he's going to stop at 10 films and no matter what is said to him no matter how many how much money is thrown at him he has a plan he knows what he wants to do and um he's not going to put out something that is not not to the quality of what he himself uh would hold himself to you know he would not make a film he would not get a script made that he thought was below par you know be, be, that didn't have something about it that you know got his blood pumping and got the, the blood pumping of other people character you know if you didn't have characters in them that um had something about them that made them um in you know so uh magnetic as they as they do as all of his a lot of his characters do um there's uh you know look just think about Jackie Brown you know that film um Robert Foster in that um and uh, Pam Greer you know th- that that film revived kind of revived their their careers and Robert Foster um he went on to star in uh Breaking Bad and uh he was great in that um um he he, he turned up in that and um yeah and Pam Greer of course such a incredibly um talented um actor and um yeah I just yeah no wonder you know these these actors they know when they they read a uh, Quentin Tarantino script they know that it's it's quality and when we see a Quentin Tarantino film we know that we're going to have um an experience that only Quentin Tarantino could uh, deliver to us so um yeah what a great great filmmaker great storyteller great director good actor as well i mean such you know he's hilarious i mean the uh scene in reservoir dogs um you know when he's talking at the beginning and uh also the scene in um pulp fiction um these are the 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 ones that really come to mind because uh, they're the most recent things um I've, I've seen i suppose but um yeah yeah just uh just just great i'm in awe of of uh of the man um and um yeah i'll 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 continue to enjoy everything that he 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 puts out um because you know when you've got a talent like he's got um first of all you shouldn't waste it you should definitely share it um but you know a lot of um his career has been um you know he's had a lot of pressure on himself he started from nothing and worked his way up to to what he what he is now he's put all the effort in um and he's he's done done what so many um <clears throat> excuse me done what so many film school uh students would would love to replicate and emulate but no one else could be um quentin tarantino because he's has as i say the knowledge of films 
the the um, the instincts about character, the um, the compass of how um, a, a story should should navigate. Um, he he just has it all. He knows what to do, when to do it, and he knows the right actors to play um, the right roles. And um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, this is kind of like a tribute to Quentin Tarantino, um, this episode. I'm going to be continuing my rewatch of Quentin Tarantino's films. As I said, I'm going to be watching Jackie Brown, Kill Bill, one, Volume 1 and Volume 2, Death Proof, and uh, hopefully watch The Hateful Eight and Django Unchained. And I'll definitely at some point be rewatching. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, even though I probably only, I think I watched it a couple of weeks ago, uh, again, but you, sometimes you just can't get enough, um, you can't get enough for good thing, and Quentin Tarantino's films, from beginning, from Reservoir Dogs all the way to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, for me, they just get better, and better, and better, and um, yeah, hopefully... And I just know that his success will continue and he will always be regarded as one of the best writers, directors, filmmakers of his generation and of all the generations. I think he's going to be rewatched and his work is going to be analysed for um, many, many years to come uh, and rightfully so. But uh, yeah, um, I think I'm going to leave it there for now. Just want to say thank you for listening. I uh, hope you like what you heard, and I'll touch you again soon. If you like what you heard in uh, this episode of uh, the Mark Hastings Experience, um, and if you want to check out some more of my poetry, um, then you uh, you can head over to markthepoet.me. Uh, which is my website and you'll find uh, lots of the poems that I've written over the years Um, if you want to uh, check out some of my poetry uh, in uh, book form uh, and go to Amazon and you'll find um, all 10 of my books that I've had published Um, they're all books of poetry um, uh, books of stories uh, books of uh, memories and uh, experiences um, and there'll be more to come and uh, if you would love to um, contribute uh, to uh, to the podcast then you can do so by heading over to Patreon and searching for Mark the Poet and uh, your, uh, your support would be greatly appreciated um, but uh, as I was saying, I hope you liked what you heard in this uh, episode, um, and I'll talk to you again soon.